Well, good morning and welcome to Noah's Window. It's Tuesday and Mary Alice and I are coming to you once again. And if you were with us yesterday, we're looking at Psalm 1 and Psalm 2. And as I shared um, yesterday, there are certain portions of scripture that kind of explain the way the world works. You know, there definitely are scriptures that speak to specific areas of our life. But if you read Psalm 1, you're going to get a pretty good look at the whole human landscape. And then if you go into Psalm 2, you're going to see how the world works in the sense of why things are the way they are. So as a God follower, which most of us are, um, Psalm 1 is basically how the world works inside our head. I mean, it's this is between our ears. This is us being happy, how, how to live a happy life. In Psalm 2, it's kind of like how a Godfather looks at the world. And we need both of those things definitely as we look at 2022 because we want to be emotionally and spiritually healthy, but at the same time, we want to try as best we can to make sense of the craziness that's going on around us. So that's why all this week, yesterday through Friday, we're going to be looking at Psalm 1 and Psalm 2. And I love these Psalms. And yesterday, Mary Alice, we saw what the happy person does not do. Right. Uh, in Psalm 1 through 3, it says, you know, the happy person does not walk in the advice of those who live as though there's no God or stand intransigent, stubbornly in the, in the lifestyle of doing wrong or sit like a judge as a mocker and a scornful person. Well, that's what the happy person doesn't do. But now when you move into verse 2 of Psalm 1, we see what the happy person, we're talking about the happy believer, what the happy person does do. And this is very important to me because I always want to make sure I do what I'm supposed to do. You know me, Marielle, so you have to listen to me all the time because I'm like, well, I feel like I'm letting the Lord down here. And, you know, I, I, what would the Lord say to me? If, if You know, because I'm always afraid that I come up short in my sermons or, you know, just things that I'm doing. So it's really important for me I tend to be a little bit on the obsessive side with a whole lot of anxiety. It's really important for me to understand what God does want me to do. And here we just get this beautiful picture of two things. You know, really it, it's, it's, it's one, one situation, but it's like two, two focuses of that situation. I mean, the, the, single, um, the single situation has to do with the Word of God. But it's two things that we do with the Word of God that are so important. So let me read it, and then Marianne, you, you can talk about it. It says, they, the happy person, happy people, they delight in the law of the Lord. And then the second part says, meditating on it day and night. Now, instantly, what stands out to me here is we have the law of the Lord, but it says they delight in it. And it's not just I accept the law of God or I agree with the law of God, but I delight in the law of the Lord. That's not something we think about a lot, you know, because we think about, oh, we delight in the promises of God, but the law of God, we just kind of accept. But, you know, talk about this a little bit, Marilyn, because in 2022, we're watching uh, a whole bunch of people who have the idea that life is best when there's no law. In fact, there's even a term for that, anarchy or anarchist. I mean, what do you see when you look at America today in that regard? Mm. Well, there's definitely no safety, no peace if you don't have any law. Um, but like you said, I think one of the big words that jumps out at me in verse 2 is the word delight. Yeah. 
Because even God followers, I think, sometimes think about the Bible as being kind of a vitamin pill, you know, kind of hold your dose and take it down. <laughs> um, but to delight in the Word of God is a whole uh, different dimension. And so if we delight in it, um, that just brings a whole, a whole new perspective. And again, we're talking about being joyful, how to be happy, how to be joyful. So if you want to be joyful, you would take delight in the, in the law of the Lord. Well, you know, I don't get into politics. That's just not my, my, my gig. I mean, I, my job is to preach the word of God. However, you, you can look, and I'm not going to name any cities, but I think, I think we, we could pretty easily name some cities that are moving toward anarchy. And they're not a more pleasant place to live. In fact, we have people moving out of those cities because there is anarchy there. And I think it is important for us as God followers not to be rebellious against the laws of God, but to understand well, yeah, that And one good. of the things that you lose there is you lose safety. If yeah, there is no true. law, no one is protected. That's true. Yeah. And, you know, you think about this. What a wonderful world this would be if everybody lived according to God's laws. Mm. I mean, just take marriage, for instance. I mean, you and I have ministered to hundreds of couples who came to talk to us in a real state of brokenness because somebody had disregarded God's law mm -hmm. of faithfulness or God's law of purity or God's law of kindness. Mm -hmm. and you just think about, think about how happy a marriage would be mm -hmm. if people observed the laws of God. And, and, and I think it, once we start thinking along those lines, it would be easy to draw delight from God's laws because God's laws are always for His glory and our good. And one more thing to say on that too is, I think it's interesting, not it's beyond interesting, but one of the things I think we need to think about, when God gives us laws, He's always true to, to what those are about. In other words, we just talked about marriage and it's commitment and covenant. God's always true to His commitment and covenant. Doesn't that bring us comfort? Oh, it does. And yes. peace to yeah. know that He He's always faithful. He always keeps His promises. It's not unreasonable for Him to tell us that we should keep our promises and we should be faithful because He's faithful. Well, you know, and you think about this. God is telling us how to be happy. God is happy. You know, <laughs> we don't ever yes. talk about that very much. We talk about the anger of God that He gets when He looks at the wickedness, but God is happy. And so here, here's the thing. And you, we were talking about this. Mary Alice was talking about this when the when the camera was off. You, you really have two verb forms in this verse about the Word of God. So we've already looked at the first one. They delight in the law of the Lord, but now meditating on it day and night. So evidently there is a little bit of distinction, if not a lot of distinction, between delighting in the law of the Lord and meditating on it. I mean, for instance, when I think about delighting in the law of the Lord, I think about reading it or hearing it. And when I read it, it's like, yes. Or when I hear a sermon that talks about God's, the way God has set up the boundaries and the guardrails of the world, I hear it and I'm like, yes, I agree with that. But it's so easy to move on and forget about it, isn't it? Mm. Absolutely. We, and meditating on it is keeping it before us yeah. and, and um, making that part of our world. Again, it goes back to that the modern concept, I think, a lot of times of God followers, just a small dose, and then I can move on with my life. Yeah. I remember, I'll, and I'll share this, but I remember, um, of course, in my home growing up, we had music all the time. And because our, our teacher was a church pianist and because we were all God followers, you know, um, we, would, we would be, that piano was always playing music. But I remember one occasion when uh, I was a teenager and I was playing through a sacred collection because I loved doing that back then. And I had, a, we'll just say a relative who came and said, can't you play something else besides the church music? <laughs> so um, 
You know, I think there is a there is a mentality that we can have this compartmental part of our life that's okay, this is the Sunday or we're maybe we're not even into the Sunday, but our our small dose of God on the weekend. Yeah. And then then our, our life, our, our real life. And this talks about that is that becomes our life, meditating on the word of God. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, you know, um, this is what this verse makes me think about. Delighting in the law of the Lord means I read it or hear about it, and I think it's good. Meditating on it means I start thinking about how it applies to my life. Mm. You know, uh, that day and night thing. I mean, you wake up in the morning and you think about what you've read in the Bible or what you've heard in a sermon, and it's like, well, then what? What do I need to adjust in my life to make my life fit? Because you know, sometimes I think Christians delight in the law of the Lord. As if to say, wow, if people would do this, it'd be good. <laughs> Meditating on it means I need to think about what I need to change. You know, <laughs> It's the old story about the one, one guy who went to church, his little country church, and he, uh, whenever he heard the preacher, he, he, he would always say to the preacher, well, you really got him this week, you know, and the preacher knew he needed it more than anybody else in the church. Well, one day it snowed, and he was the only guy who showed up, and so the preacher thought, wow, I'm going to just unload, and today he's going to understand I'm talking to him. So he, he preached a really hard sermon, and as the preacher was greeting this guy, the only guy in church that day, the guy said to him, wow, if they'd have been here, you'd have got them. <laughs> what I love here is the Bible says we delight in the law of the Lord, but then we meditate on it, and we're like, oh, what, is, what needs to change in my life? You know, How does this apply what situations in my life do I need to bring together with the Word of God? And you know, the great thing about this is the Bible says this person will be happy. This mm. person is going to be blessed. You know, this person is is going to be joyful, and that's what we want to be in 2022. So here we're well, we're we're pretty well through the first three verses here. Uh, tomorrow, though, we're going to talk about the promises that are for the happy person. And I love promises. You know, I'm one of those bottom, everybody else knows I'm a bottom line person, you know, and we're going to look at the bottom line promises for the person who will not do the things that we saw in verse one, do the things that we saw in verse two, promises. Marilis, would you pray for us today? Absolutely. Let's pray. Father, again, as we are uh, beginning this new year, we, we do need you, Father, and we need, um, we need your direction. We need your law. We need your word. And we need you to help us to have understanding and uh, give us the discipline, Father, to uh, take it to heart and to truly meditate on what you've provided for us so that we can apply it to our life. I pray again today for each and every person who's watching or listening to Noah's window that you would bless their family, bless them with health and with the, um, the wisdom they need to make the decisions that are before them. Many, Father, have lost loved ones in the in the previous weeks and we think of uh, even young people who've gone home sooner than they should have father mm -hmm. and they're they're grieving spouses and family members children and parents all those left behind father i just pray that you would bring peace and comfort in uh, as only you can father help us as a ministry to uh, to participate in in supporting those that are going through these difficult days and Father, as we continue to uh, look into your word every day, I just pray that you would bless that. And again, we thank you for all these things, and we ask all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless. We'll see you soon.